So clearly, the biggest piece of news this week is that I'm in freaking Sweden right now. Biggest news. Boom. We're done. Go home. This is 8-Bit, episode 84, Play With My Analog Stick, on Sunday, August 31st, 2014, and now, Let That Nipple Go! This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Sonia Richardson. Except I can't go home okay. because I'm like many thousands of miles away. Sure you can, it'd just be a rather expensive flight. Or you could start swimming. Yeah. I'd say swim. I wonder if Google Maps would tell me to jet ski across the Atlantic. No, it doesn't. That is Darn. Mm-hmm. Tell you what. If you get enough gas to make it across the ocean, I will buy a jet ski just for that. There's um, a guy who walked across the Atlantic Ocean. As in... Like the canoe things on his feet. Yeah, yeah, they were like pontoons, and all of the power that was, you know, was going into his motion was coming from his legs, making walking walking motions. All those prontoons. Um, but yeah, as as the two of you know, my journey here was not the smoothest. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure I'm not sure how many of our listeners um, read my blog post, but it's it was it was quite an interesting time. Um, and it started before I even left, because um, the um, the residence permit. Oh man, that was that was fun. <laughs> Sonia, you were there when, when you know, we were struggling to figure oh. out what the heck we were going to do. Um, I was kind of laughing at you guys, mostly. Yeah, you're so helpful. <laughs> There's nothing I can do, so I might as well laugh. That's, that's true. We established in the fridge she's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Can't believe we might be spending three months. Yeah, about that. Spending three months. I think we should do the entire... You know, down to the Gulf of Mexico. It's not, it's it's such a bad idea. I'm gonna have to bow out early because my friend's getting married in China. So. Yeah, and she wants me to go with her. You don't need to go. Well. You can go and help Decker move all over the Mississippi. <laughs> We're only going halfway down the Mississippi, then I, up through the Ohio River and down. I still think I I think that just doing the Minnesota portion is an incredible achievement in and of itself. So I think that that's what we should go for, dude. And then we can do a road trip. Or we can, you know, uh, have be done and then go to China. <laughs> why, why not go to Cairo? Can I at least talk you into Cairo? Oh, in Il- Illinois? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant the one on, you know, the uh, Nile. <laughs> yep, no, we're going we're gonna to go through the Atlantic. We're going to go down, this, down into the Gulf. We're over the Atlantic Ocean. We're going to do better than the guy that walked across the... Well, no, we're not going to do better than the guy that walked across the ocean. Um... Let's see, up through, what, the English? No, 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 we'd have to go down by... We'd go um, in between Spain. Exactly. And, and Morocco. Through the Mediterranean, and then down through the Nile. Mm-hmm. Stopping in Cairo, but going, you know, all the way to Lake Victoria, upriver. Totally. Well, like no, we idea. also to make it to Cairo, then we have to go all the way back to make it back to the Gulf. Okay. <laughs> so how strong truck. do you guys feel? <laughs> Well, by the time we get across the Atlantic, I mean, we're going to be the most swole people on the planet. <laughs> Can we go to Iceland? Because I have a friend that's there. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. 
We've come all that way already. Might as well make it all the way there. Um, yeah, Turn no. Around the world in a canoe. Spend a year doing that. Okay. Maybe a year and a half, two years doing that. You guys can do that. I can't do that. Because I totally have, you know, the dis- disposable income for it. I know, right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, you out of all of us probably have the most disposable income, considering that you know get paid to go to school. Um, it's kind of all started disappearing since I've gotten here, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so so let me tell you a little story about um, orientation week. So, <laughs> um, so how drunk did you get? Where did you wake up? And where were your pants? No, no, no. I I haven't gone drinking at all, actually. Um, during orientation week, they had uh, the I when I first got here, you know, they um gave us these uh, these. Um, schedules for the orientation week, and you might notice here at the bottom there's this there's this uh, event that happens over and over and over again. It is Stuk from 11 o'clock at night until two in the morning every single day. Stuk is their restaurant, bar, and nightclub that's on campus right next to the uh, the fitness center. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> And they they had events there every single week or every single day during orientation week, and like basically everybody went there, got drunk every night, and uh you know was hungover and didn't go to the orientation events in the mornings the next day. <laughs> I'd go. I I know I didn't. Um, partially I because I, I've been in the room, the the big party room that they have during the day, and I couldn't stand the smell during the day, so I don't want to. Like I don't even want to be anywhere near there when everybody's there partying. You don't want a bunch but, of strangers rubbing up on you. But the but the sweat smell will cover up all the alcohol smell, so Ugh. and the sweat will become the alcohol smell. Ugh. So 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 pick your poison. Do you want sweat or alcoholic vomit? Which really you can tell that there's alcohol in it because you can smell it halfway down the hall. Actually, what I did in the evenings most of the days this week was I went and got news. <laughs> Doing better than me. Yeah, I noticed. Um, I was I was packing. I was I was helping the freshmen with their auditions yesterday, and after moving in and all that fun. Or no, I moved in two nights ago. Then, as I said this morning, I woke up at five this morning, shaking uncontrollably and or shivering uncontrollably and having stomach cramps and not fun. So, um, but yeah, the the reason that my disposable income is not as existent right now is because uh, they have been you know, telling us about all these awesome trips that they have planned for us, and they all cost lots of money. So I've been spending lots of money on that, not to mention the extra flight tickets and train tickets and stuff that I had to buy to get up here. So, oh, and I had to pay for all of rent up front instead of uh, you know, paying it monthly. So, yeah, if my mom hadn't given me a little extra money to you know, borrow... Then I would not have been able to pay for rent. <laughs> yes, well. But once the once University of Minnesota Morris gives me all of my um, financial aid, I'll have tons of money for a little while. It until... should come on the eighth, supposedly. Oh, that's good. Supposedly. And, and then I I'll s- be rich for a bit, and then I'll, you know, it'll all disappear. I still haven't gotten my financial aid package. We've been having trouble getting the FAFSA to go through. Oh, you're Ooh. at that point in the wow. Yeah, that's a problem. I'm done. Woohoo! Like we've been wrestling with it for the past month or so. Did you get it in a headlock? Headlock? Clearly not. Clearly not. It was only a half Nelson, not a full Nelson. 
Might as well go full. Never half-ass something. Yeah. Um, never sit on the side of the chair. Yeah. Or never sit with only or hanging off the chair slightly. You don't want to ever half-ass it. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about some of that news? No. Yeah. All that young news. Young news. Yes. Oh man, camp has rubbed off on us so much. Uh-huh. It no. hurts. Microsoft. Uh, they have been talking about you know their supposed cloud plans for the Xbox One since pretty much when they announced it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And one of those, obviously, is game streaming, just, you know, like on live, like like Gaikai or PlayStation Now. Um, And Microsoft has been experimenting with um, a system that will allow it to work in higher latency networking. Um, Mm -hmm. So they call it DeLorean. And the way it works is it tries to predict your next move in, you know, in, in the game. Um, so what it'll do is, you know, it'll, it'll create several different scenarios and several different likely things that, that you'll do. And then it'll send the, you know, the video information for each of those back to the client, back to your Xbox. Um, so it works in much higher latency. Um, you know, like, I think up to 250 milliseconds instead of, um, like, I think, I think normal game streaming only tolerates up to, like, 100 milliseconds of lag. Um, but the problem with this is they're sending you several different videos at once. So it takes up, like, four or five times as much bandwidth. And in my experience, when you have plenty of bandwidth, usually you're in a situation where you don't have very much latency either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this seems kind of pointless to me. Nice try, though. So now they all, now all they have to do really is find a way to optimize it. Maybe have, maybe instead of sending the video, sort of do what League of Legends does, where it doesn't necessarily send a video, but it just says data as to where everyone is and everything is, and that's much less... Right, but then but then your computer renders it, right? Yeah. Which is exactly what we're trying not to do because they're trying to do game streaming. Oh. Yeah, they're trying to have the system not do the graphics processing. They're doing the graphics processing in a server. Ah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, that's silly. Oh, well. And what you're talking about is actually why, like, a lot of people watch Dota matches um, through the Dota game instead of, you know, streaming it on Twitch, for example. Because with Twitch, um, usually, you know, they, it gets downscaled to 720p, but also, like, you'd have no control over the camera. That's, you know, that's uh, on the person who's streaming it. Whereas if you watch the game in the Dota client, it just, you know, your computer gets the information on what happens in the game, and then it renders it itself. And you can, you know, you have a free camera and everything. Um, yeah. Much, much better experience. Yeah. Well, that only works when the server's actually working with it. I've tried to watch um, or spectate some friends' games on League, and it's been losing the data. On the server end, not on my end. So then how are they even playing the game effectively if the server is having problems? I don't know. Weird. Weird. It is weird. All right. You know oh. what doesn't have server problems is when Man. you're playing with, uh, with people right next to you on the couch. That, yeah, that's the way to be. Then you know what sucks whenever you're doing that, though? Because there's always that one person that likes to cheat. Oh, yeah, always. Pisses me off whenever you do Matt. <laughs> Because you know there's always that one person that's going to be screen peeking, right? Yeah, probably me. Probably you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
However, now, there is actually a game that encourages you to screen peek. Um, it's a new game that's coming out. It's just in beta right now. When You can sign up for the beta on the website. Um, it's called Screen Cheat. It's a first-person shooter where every character in the game is invisible. So you actually have to look. You're streamed. Everyone screams, and you have to screen peek in order to try and triangulate where people are. It sounds really difficult, actually. <laughs> it does sound really difficult, but it sounds sounds like it could be a lot of fun, especially if you get really good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, How good are you at cheating on tests? <laughs> not very. I'm way too honest. So, Good Old Games, a uh, website known for selling DRM-free games, um, they are now extending that philosophy to movies as well. They're starting with 20 gaming-related documentaries, including the excellent indie game, The Movie. I highly recommend that one. Um, and they will be expanding from there. So they, they tried to get like a bunch of major Hollywood publishers on board with them uh, right at the beginning, but none of those publishers wanted to be you know, the first ones to do it. They're kind of taking a, a wait-and-see um, stance. Plus, you know, lawyers at big companies like that tend to not like DRM-free, even though DRM is pointless. Yeah. Oh, well, what can you do? I mean, you just find vote. a way to stream it, right? You could vote with your wallet. <laughs> you can vote with your wallet. Oh. And show the Hollywood <laughs> producers, or, yeah, publishers, that, hey, I value having DRM-free things, so sell them to me, and I will buy them from you. Yeah. I mean, I usually just buy movies anyway. No, actually, I just rent movies if I have time to watch movies or just see them at the theater. But, I mean, otherwise, people are just streaming them, right, with, like, Netflix and whatnot, so... Um, yeah, if they're on there. Or other. Or, or Speaking Amazon of which, Prime. oh my goodness, Battlestar Galactica is not on Amazon Prime anymore. How am I going to finish the fourth season? I was so close okay. to being done. Well, you know what it's you okay. can watch instead? On what? Amazon? What about Amazon? Um, you, well, you know what you can watch instead? Uh, The Legend of Korra, season one. Well, yes, that too, but you can do that on other places. Um, I can? But... Yeah. Maybe not legally. But. Well, no, Nick.com has them. Like, all That's right. Them. It oh, does. Nice. Um, but in the meantime, on Amazon, you can actually now go and watch Twitch videos as Amazon has now purchased Twitch instead of Google. And, as, as in, Google was going to buy Twitch, but Amazon bought them instead. Instead of Amazon <laughs> buying Google, that would be incredible. That'd be scary if something was able to buy out Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can, actually can't think of anybody who would be able to do that. I, th- I find the timing of this news interesting because uh, I'm pretty sure that the the news of Google buying Twitch came during our last episode, right before you know we went to camp for the summer. Maybe. And now and now we find out that no, it's it's Amazon right now. <laughs> and as the ghost pointed out earlier, there was really not much difference. They both run on Android. Except that Amazon hasn't put their streaming service on Android yet. Hate them. No, it. I'm not expecting them to at all. It's yet. because there's no technical reason for them not to have done it yet. It's it's just them being snobs and keeping everything for the Kindles for now. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. Um, so. What's our favorite uh, go-to peripheral manufacturer, Ian? Um, You're wearing one of their headsets, and I'm using one of their mice right now, and I also have their keyboard, just not out here in Sweden with me. I think I'm. I think this is a mouse by them. Yeah, this is a mouse by them too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who is it? Logitech. What? You're dumb. <laughs> no, Razer. <really. laughs> 
Yes, Razer. So um, I've also kind of, over the last couple of years, become a big fan of Razer's software offerings as well, not just you know, their peripherals, because they do really interesting things like, um, you know, the game booster. Yeah, the game booster, um, which also includes that. That actually, the game booster is the program that they've kind of been lumping most of their stuff into. Um, like, you know, it has a, a screen recording feature now. It has, um, you know, a save game file synchronizing feature. Um, and pretty soon, they will be adding to it a program that scours several different online retailers and notifies you when your wishlisted PC games are on sale. Ooh. And it'll also, uh, you know, take note of trends um, to kind of predict when different retailers are going to have things on sale. So it'll tell you, you know, kind of, should I buy this game now? Should I wait for a little while? Is this the best sale that I'm going to see in the near future? Um, very, very helpful. Yeah. And you can actually sign up for, um, you know, an early look at that program right now. Um, I signed up. I haven't gotten in yet. So um, everybody should go and sign up for that if your sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And for the people who stuck in with Legend of Korra Season 3... That finally made it better. Um, there's a video game that's gonna come out where you are Avatar Korra, and it's set between Book Two Spirits and Book Three Change, and you can pro bend once you beat the game, which is exciting. But it's right. supposed to come out on October 21st. Um, how do you feel about the ending of that? I'm just curious. Please don't give anything away. So there is a thirteenth one. There is a thirteenth one. I haven't. No. What? Never mind. They're done. They're done for the season. Yeah, I did see all the way up through 13, I think. That was the one that ended with the ceremony, right? Yes. And then book three. Book three is what made me fall back in love with Korra, because book one and two are just, no. Just no. I'm guessing that the ceremony isn't exactly the red wedding. It's a nice day for a white. Oh, no, that's a white wedding. I'm I'm (laughs) broken at it. So, Bioware is a, a game company that I really enjoy. I really enjoy their games. Um, unfortunately, it, over the last few years, I have not enjoyed some of the things that have resulted from them being, uh, you know, it, it, an EA company. For example, uh, their DLC purchasing system has historically been atrocious. Um, you know, I, I remember playing Mass Effect 2, and I didn't even know that there were existed DLCs for that game because, you know, they, they don't sell the DLCs through Steam. They only sell them on the PC through social or BioWare's social site, which nobody knows exists. Um, and then after you, you know, buy them, you have to download the executable files from their site, um, install them, and then, you know, launch Mass Effect 2 again and like, make sure that you're logged in with the same exact account, and it, it's all complicated and everything. Um, but, oh, and, and also you have to um, have what are called Bioware points, and they're basically the equivalent of Microsoft points on, you know, the Xbox, on Xbox Live, but only for things that you are buying through Bioware's site. So, luckily... That part of, of the atrociousness is going away. They won't have Bioware points for games from now on. From now on, you'll just pay, you know, the, the whatever cash value the DLC is at. But in exchange for that, all of the DLCs will now be authenticated through Origin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I kind of had no idea what you were talking about with that. It was a rant about my uh, personal experience with with awful DLC systems. Yeah. Um, long story short, EA is trying to break off and do their own thing, and it's not working too well. They've been doing it for a while, and it hasn't been working too well for a while. Also, you know what I just realized? What did you realize? I can finally rock back and forth without it affecting the call. <laughs> Isn't it? Tony, you can't. Me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do it. Damn. Um. Well, Pokemon is still going strong with the revamping every single game they've ever had, and so Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire um, are going to be launched in November of 2014. How did they come up with Omega and Alpha for these games? Games. Because it's the beginning and the end. <sighs> I don't know why. Well, no, like, the the legendary Pokemons from these games are the ones that created, like, the Earth and the Water, Oceans, that one. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Wasn't there the God one in, like, not Diamond and Pearl, but the most recent ones? In X and Y? Yeah. Um, I think they made, like, the sun and the night, the sun and the moon, I think, or they're, like, the sky and the... I don't know, they're like day and night, I guess, I think. Yeah, because, as you said, um, Groudon and Kyogre made the the earth and the sea, so... Mm-hmm. I still I need to realize, give you the... Hmm? I didn't realize how much of, like, you know, mythology Pokemon borrows from until now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it tires mythology. So... No, sh- it symbolized the circle... <laughs> You want to know what other uh, um, game series takes a lot from uh, mythology and origin stories? Assassin's Creed. What? Ass Creed. Ooh. Yeah. So they uh, there's there's a bit of news that we missed over the summer because you know we were not on the internet. Um, yeah. They so as we as we know there are two major Assassin's Creed games coming out this year. Um, one of them is Assassin's Creed Unity, which we were hearing a lot about last spring. Um, set during the French Revolution, coming out on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, Assassin's Creed Rogue, I didn't, we didn't know about this one before, before we went off the air. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue is set during the Seven Years' War, which is, you know, in North America, about 10 to 20 years before the American Revolution. Um, and that one is coming out on the PS3 and the 360. And both are going to be coming out on November 11th. They're not coming out on PC, or Rogue isn't coming out on PC. No, because Rogue is the one that they're doing on only last gen systems. I'm not sure why that means not PC, because you know we definitely have these. Uh, yeah, during the last generation, I don't know. Um, I guess they decided that they didn't. I mean, if if the point of Assassin's Creed Rogue was we'll make something that isn't going to take all of the you know resources that it would take to put it on multiple generations of systems. I can I can kind of understand. Um though I, I wish that they did come out with it on PC. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that I have a few to work up to because I'm gonna be waiting for a while until February. Uh yeah. <laughs> and not necessarily for Assassin's Creed, though I do def- definitely need to, you know, finish that series, slash catch up on that series, slash actually finish the first game and then move on. <laughs> um um but in February, 
a game that I'm really looking forward to. It was it, it was scheduled to come out earlier. Do you know when it was originally scheduled to come out? I believe it was another October release. October. It was that massive, you know, tons of games coming out right next to my birthday. Yeah. And now you can save it for Valentine's Day. Game with your sweetie. Oh, um, there you go. No. And <laughs> man, you need to find a new one. No, she <laughs> likes single player games. It's like me. I like what? what? You you prefer single player games over multiplayer games. Yeah. I like players. I like solitaire way too much. And whoever said I was talking about her, you're I'm your sweetie. Now play it with me, damn it. Oh sure. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, so sorry. Blood out, stop third wheeling. Come on, Sonia. I'm so, I was getting better. I was quiet for most of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So what game is this, Ian? This is Evolve. Um the one that is uh oh shoot. Asymmetrical, that's that's what it's called, an asymmetrical multiplayer game where you have one person who is playing as a giant beast and four pers- or four people who are playing as hunters. And the four hunters have to come and try and fight this big beast. Hello, beastie. It does look like a good time. We're going to have so, a good time. That'll be a fun review once that comes out because I will probably stay up and play it in Gorilla all night long. Maybe we should finish with Borderlands 2 before that comes out. Yeah, we should. When do you want to play that? Maybe we should finish Borderlands 2 before Borderlands, the pre-sequel, comes out. Yeah, when do you want to nah. play that? <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll figure out a time when we're, when okay. we're not on air. Um, yeah. So, Nicky Cage, is he's one of my favorite discoveries since we started this podcast. Um, if you'll recall, he makes games, uh, browser-based games, that deal with very real social issues of our time. Um, for I first uh, found him when he uh, had a, a crowdfunding campaign for Nothing to Hide, um, the game about government surveillance that he is working on. Do you remember that one, Ian? Um. It was the one where you have to carry the cameras around with you and make sure that you're always within sight of them. Um, it was a puzzle game, top-down. Not off the top of my head, no. Okay. Um, well, you can you can probably... Uh, I'll, I'll send you a link later. Um, but, it, well... I remember uh, sending you the link to the to the demo of that game, and then you started playing it, and you were faster at it than I was, and you finished oh, yeah. the demo before I finished it. Yeah, I was really mad at you for that. Um, <laughs> but so so now, prompted by the events in Ferguson, Nikki Cage has started work on a game about how framing pictures can alter the me- message that the picture conveys, um, and. Uh, we have in our show notes linked um, a a really good interview with him actually um, about you know how you how you approach a topic like that um, a sensitive topic that uh, you know that uh, is obviously very controversial and you know by by its very nature it's controversial uh, because we're talking about framing things. Um, by the way, since I brought up the show notes. If you're listening to this and you don't know where these show notes are, you can go to thenexus.tv slash eb84 to look at them and click on them and read them. Totally forgot to mention that yeah. when we first started the headlines, even though it's yellow in in uh, our document and trying to draw attention to itself. Always forget. No, no editing. So when you say Nicky Cage, you don't mean Nicolas Cage, right? Like no. The actor. No. no. Okay. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> like you're so close with Nicolas Cage, you can go Nicky Cage. I then. think that may be why he goes by Nicky Cage, uh, because you know he doesn't want people to call him Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Bees. Bees. 
wrong with you? <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Oh, are you talking about the Wicker Man? I'm sorry. Wait, did I did I write in Cage? Uh, um, it's Nikki Case. <laughs> oh yeah, it's K. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't be as confused. Gosh, I mean Freudian slip, anyone? Maybe. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, so um, so let's see. What what platforms were those Pokemon games that you were talking about coming out? Um, emulated. I think they're 3DS. 3DS. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll check real quick. Of course they're on the 3DS. There is no other uh, mobile platform that, that Nintendo has right now, right, guys? There's the 2DS. Well, that's still a 3DS. Yeah. It's without the no, 3DS. it's not. Yeah, it's for the 3DS. Cool. And so what you guys can do to play it, because, you know, every single time there's a big release, you have to get the newest and the latest and the greatest. Sorry about that. Um, the latest and the greatest um, console for it. Uh, there's going to be actually a new version of the 3DS, so it has another nipple. Right up on the top, it has a second nipple instead of a... It, you might want to explain what that means. Well, it needs to have two nipples anyway to be, like, symmetrical. Well, they're asymmetrical not symmetrical. Have you looked at them? No, they're I haven't. completely different. There's <laughs> the one that's the regular size. That's the one that you usually use. And then there's an itty-bitty one about the size of the regular buttons. Can we please call it an analog stick? Because that's what it is. It's a nipple. <laughs> um, how else are you supposed to play with it? You don't play with an analog stick. <laughs> I play with my analog stick all the time. Oh my. <laughs> I don't have an analog stick, so shut up. <laughs> nope, nope you just got two nipples. Two asymmetrical <laughs> nipples. What else, what else does the, the new 3DS have, Ian? <laughs> so it has a couple new trigger buttons as well. Um, it, it, like a second pair of shoulder trigger buttons. Um, as well as it has... Uh, it colored the A, B, X, Y buttons so that they actually match the old NES colors that you would find on the controllers. Uh, SNES. SNES. Oh, SNES. Thank you. Um, let's see. So, yeah, and the bottom screen has NFC capability for their upcoming Amiibo figures. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it, it sounds like Skylanders, but for 3DS and even more. Pretty you know, much. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> and, of course, um, CP, er, CPU upgrades. So there are some hardware upgrades, at least. Instead of just, ooh, new box. That, that's Apple's gig. What, just putting it in a new box? Yeah. Um, Maybe adding one or two small things. I'm not exactly sure what you're talking, referring to here, but I mean, you know, the, the newer versions of their, their Macs things are usually have, you know, the new generation of Intel, whatever. So. I was thinking more like iPhones and other mobile things. Oh, oh, their 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 processors actually increase with time as well. I mean, the the latest no, iPhone really is the bad. first one that's 64-bit. But just let me just let me poke fun at Mac. God dang it! I, no, in this case, Apple doesn't deserve that. We can. I mean, if we're gonna poke fun at them, make sure that you poke fun of them for things that they deserve it for. Um, like I mean, not changing the outside design of their devices in forever. Um, Needs more nipples. So, <laughs> you should write a really long, detailed letter to Apple about why they need to put nipples on the iPhone. Watch, they'll send me. They'll send me a okay with just nipples. <laughs> um, but so, okay, I want to. I want to talk about why this new 3DS is stupid. Um, and 
it's it's okay. So it's stupid because they're they're calling it the new 3DS, right? Which implies that you know it's just a new version of the 3DS, like the 3DS XL was, you know, like the uh, um, like the DSL or uh, the DS Lite was, you know, a new version of the DS. Um, but that isn't the case here because they've changed, you know, the 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 a they've changed what buttons it has, and also that CPU increase. There is a game coming out that is taking advantage of that new CPU. So that game will not be available on regular 3DS systems. Hmm. And how okay. do you explain that to a regular consumer? You know, because they're going to think 3DS is 3DS, right? You know. No, they're going to think, if, oh, it's new, I need to buy it. But, I mean, if you already have a 3DS and you're not paying really close attention to the news and you, you know, see, okay, Xenoblade Chronicles, that's a, that, that one's for the 3DS. I'll go buy that. And then you find out that you can't play it. Problem. They should just make sure that they have on the box instead of an actual picture of the game. Just needs another nipple. <laughs> You're not gonna let that nipple go, are you? <laughs> of course not. I love playing around with it. <laughs> I mean, I could massage it at least a little bit, right? <laughs> I need some more lubrication. For so this. long as I don't twist it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we move on whenever you bring up the next game. Are we gonna move on or basically. no? <laughs> yep. Oh, I didn't know Just if you wanted to let it go or not. So, <laughs> well, Kingdom Hearts Three is set to release sometime in 2015 for the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. And from what I understand, you're still playing as Sora, and you have Riku and Kyrie around as well. Ooh. I I'm kind of surprised that. Is there really only two Kingdom Hearts games out right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, There no. was all of them. <laughs> it's like this is the ninth one they have. So why is this one called Kingdom Hearts 3? Because it's for the PS4 and not for a mobile device, I guess you could say. So it, it's the one that follows along the main storyline yeah. from the original characters, whereas the other ones were sort of side arcs that came out on the mobile devices. Okay. Well, they're also, they're also supposed to support the main story, too, because if you don't play, like, three, five, six over two days, you don't know, like, why should I care about Roxas at all, so... Roxas. That's a good question. I've never played any of them. <laughs> oh, young one. Young one. Hey, I'm the only one that can call a young one here. Why? Because I'm 22 and he's 21. actually older. Young one. Wait, so Decker's younger? What? I'm no. older. Okay. That's why he can call me a young one. Oh, sh... Ryan, when's your birthday? It's not before mine. <laughs> I'm the youngest one here. I don't like it. Oh, baby. <laughs> no. You know who else is a baby? Hmm. Baby squirrels? Ratbag. Ratbag. Yeah, rat, rat, ratbag is a little bit of a big baby. Well, his his name in the game is actually, like, his subtitle is Ratbag the Coward. <laughs> And besides from being a coward, he's also an orc who you encounter in the game Shadow of Mordor. So that's the, for those of you who don't remember, that is the Assassin's Creed style game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Um, now there's a, there's a video, uh, a new silly trailer all about this new character and sort of the way that you interact with them. Um, it gives you maybe a slight peek at the storyline as well as some of the visuals and some of the interactions between the characters. Um, it's quite it humorous. Like so we're totally going to watch it. Okay, fine. I, I can enjoy our comic relief. Everybody, uh, go to the go to the YouTube app. Got it. Ryan, you ready?
Meet Ratback. Oh, you bastards! Nah, when I am war chief, these birds will feast on your guts! Yeah. A lowly orc soldier. <laughs> Get lost, Destined for death. Now, what would you know that all these other dead orcs did? Ratback can teach you the ways of the orc. Wait, baby, you call this a duel? No! I call this losing a duel, you glob! But with a little help from you, he'd better hurry, or he'll lose his head. Awfully tempting, isn't it? <laughs> that didn't hurt at all. He may be useful. Once the war chief hears of my victory, he'll make me his personal bodyguard. <laughs> and how does this help me? A backstabbing bodyguard? You make sure you keep your head on your neck this time. Yeah, no, well, that's my plan. Yeah. You can take him from an orc that snivels and whines. Make sure you show up to take the place of the dead war chief. Uh, but the war chief's not dead. I'm going to go kill him! Oh, good plan! To a mighty war chief. Finally. Ratbag is war chief! That snivels and whines. I just thought that we. Orcs. So I am excited for this game. I actually want to play it. Are we rat bag? No, 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 no. You're you're the human. No, I want to be rat bag. (laughs) Well, no, I'm not gonna make that joke. Okay. Um, quick question. I can't decide if I like him or hate him. You know, he's kind of a (laughs) claptrap. Kind of, I suppose. Except a disposable one. Um, question. Yeah. Yeah. So is is your main backstabbing weapon um, the sword that Sashard, the one that originally killed Sauron? Because that's what it looked like. Um, the one that eventually becomes Aragorn's sword. Doubt it. I know, I don't see him. But um, I can... Am I back? Yeah, kind of. Well, sans video, but you're back with audio, at least. I hate my computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not your computer. It's, what, Jonas's computer? Anyways, so that might be kind of an interesting thing to look into if you guys have time. In the meantime, shall we move on to some more mind-bending puzzles like you were talking about? Is he back, or do I have to be the buck? You can be the buck. <laughs> Drop the buck. The only problem is I don't, I don't know what any of it is. Um, we're familiar with the concept behind Fez. You're controlling a 2D character in a 3D world, and you open up new possibilities by rotating the world 90 degrees at a time. Mega Kire takes it a step further. You are controlling a 3D character in a 4D world. It looks really mind-bending. So, apparently you have to watch the video to really understand it. He said that he was going to take it, so I chose not to watch the video. But from what I was seeing, it looks like essentially what you do is you walk towards a certain place, and the world expands. Um, so, like, you walk towards um, a block of some sort, and... You you somehow activate it, and the entire world changes around you. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but go and take okay. a peek at the at the show notes. Watch the video for yourself and see what you guys think. Um, well, do you know if you'd like be able to explore it, or is there a certain path that you have to follow that it will expand? Or there's probably a certain path. Um, and I mean, because it's a puzzle game, so puzzle games usually set you along a certain path as opposed to being a little bit more open world. Usually. Yeah, I suppose. Um, 
But that doesn't mean that it's completely gone or useless. <laughs> we have no idea what to say about this game. <laughs> nope, no, we don't. <laughs> Fuck, I need you. Well, technically I'm the buck, just like how Rufio's the pan, so whatever. Hey! Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to a different one. So, so Dragon Age Inquisition... EA has, or Bioware has been doing everything that they can to hype the absolute crap out of this game. And with good reason, because, I mean, it looks like it's going to be really, really cool. Dragon Age is one of the most successful series, and now they just added a brand new feature to it, which is, um, there's a multiplayer to it. It'll be similar to the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, where you have a bunch of different classes that you can play, and you can level up each year classes individually and customize each one and essentially get each year characters in each class stronger and stronger and stronger, build them up and go Whoa! in the end. Um, however, unlike Mass Effect 3, it won't affect the single player story. So going and doing all the yeah, doing all the multiplayer like you ha- did for Mass Effect 3, uh, it won't affect the story at all in Inquisition. But it definitely looks interesting and fun. Okay. I haven't played any of any of the Dragon Age, so I don't know like Not yet. Okay. They're worth playing. You need to Not yet. definitely need to finish them. I haven't played any of it, though. Well, then though. fine. Now's a good time as any to get started. <laughs> I have Ochem. I can't start anything. I had Ochem freshman year. You can do this. No. No. What is What is your major that you had to take Ochem? Um, I was originally coming here for pre-med stuff. But I fell in love with classics and music, so I went with that instead. We could have been buddies. We could have been buddies, but no. Suffering through it? Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm much happier where I'm at now, to be completely honest. So (laughs) (laughs) But but cadavers and cutting up brains, it's so much fun. It is it is honestly fun in some days. In in high school bio one of my favorite memories was we were dissecting hearts while studying the organs one time, and so we, we cut it lengthwise from the bottom up, and mm-hmm. I found that if you squeezed it at the sides, it would open up, sort of yeah. like a mouth, so I went, ran around with my heart puppet. It was great. <laughs> Have you ever played with the lungs, like filled up the lungs full of air, so that no. they expand to like three times their size? <laughs> oh, tissues. <laughs> oh, oh the pink lungs. <laughs> I had to do that for EMT, so it's fresh in my mind. It sounds that honestly sounds really cool, but it brings up bad memories of when I said that I wasn't pregnant. My mom was disappointed in me because she wanted to be the mother of a modern miracle. And oh. when I said my holes don't stretch that far, she was just like, "You'd be surprised at how far tissue stretch." <laughs> I don't want to find out, mom. <laughs> well, there is a machine that like let allows men to feel labor pains. I died the old pass. <laughs> hey, there's people stupid enough to try it, so. And I am not one of them. Oh, try it. Try oh, it. No, no. All right. It could be a fun cocktail story. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Thanks for including me in this, despite me being a little late. It's pretty usual. Well, I was <laughs> late too, so don't worry. Okay. See ya. Um, so, oh my gosh. The Walking Dead, season two. <laughs> Finished. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, bastards, <laughs> they all finished it. Uh. Um, so I guess we 
we could either talk about just, you know, these last two episodes, or we could talk about the season as a whole. Which one would you prefer? Well, the problem with the season as a whole, I don't exactly remember everything that happened, because I played it before summer began. Mm. So... But do you remember, like, most of the things that happened in season one? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. happy, like, duck died, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I liked season two, but I liked season one more for sure. Um, because like for some reason, a lot of the characters were more memorable. I don't know. Maybe they gave us more time to you know meet the characters and get to know them and grow attached to them before they killed them off. Um, <laughs> but it seemed like in season two, they you know there's like a really fast turnover rate of, yeah. of characters. Um, and there's like only one or two that I really got attached to before they went bye bye. Oh. <laughs> yeah, by the season finale, I wanted to kill, actually, like, actively kill at least three of them, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, so uh, what did you think of um, using, you know, being Clementine? Um, I thought they put a lot of pressure on, uh, how old is she, 10? She's 11 by the end of the season. Okay, yeah. they put a lot of pressure on an 11-year-old, all of them claiming, oh, yeah, we're just we're going to pretend like the zombie apocalypse hasn't happened and we're going to treat you like a kid. And then suddenly she does one mistake and it's like, holy shit, kid, what's wrong with you? Well, then, like, starting in, like, the third episode of season two, you know, Clementine was basically doing everything for them. You know, yeah. when, they, when they when they were trying to escape from, um, what was his name, Crawford? Was that his name? Carver. Carver. Wait, yeah, Cra- Crawford was the place in season one. Um, yeah. yeah, when they were trying to escape from Carver's place, like, Clementine was doing basically everything that was necessary for them to be able to escape. And it didn't make any sense. And, like, even the writers knew that because they had Mike make some comment about, like, oh, we're relying on a 10-year-old. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, like, I really liked him. He was funny. He was a funny guy. <laughs> I liked him to the finale. Then I'm just like, I respect your decisions, man, but I would shoot you in the knee. <laughs> But I could just aim this gun lower. But, but of awesome. course, we uh, are not giving anything away and not telling everybody what happens at all. Um, <laughs> so one of one of the things that I was really looking forward to in the second season was um, getting to you know see those characters from the 400 Days DLC. Um, but we didn't really see a whole lot of them. Did we only um, see one? So yeah, Bonnie was the one, the only one who really became a big part, you know, and she became, like, a regular character. The other ones, I saw maybe, like, three of them um, in, like, in the in the store at some point or other, um, but, like, they never really spoke. I just saw them, yeah. you know, I, so I don't know what, you know, the choices that I made in the in 400 Days DLC, how did that even affect things in the second season? They told us that it would, but I'm I'm not convinced. Maybe it was supposed to be, like, if you got the majority of the group to go with the lady, then mm-hmm. maybe more people would be willing to help, like, Clementine and them, maybe? And so if you didn't get enough of this person, so we're just going to keep our heads down, mm. whereas if the whole group was able to go, they'll go, like, group mentality, let's overthrow Carver, woo! Yeah. Um, also, yeah, that was a very strange kind of mid-season change in the in the plot, you know? Because, like, the, it seemed like for the first three episodes they had this overarching plot of, we have this group, we used to be part of a bigger group, 
but we ran away from them. And then, you know, like, they, you know, we had to deal with this other group for a while, but then during the last two episodes, we didn't have to deal with them. And it was, you know, it seemed like a very strange thing to just kind of end that arc and not have anything big replace it. Other than just trying to survive still. Yeah, I feel like they're just trying to keep with the... How to say it? Um, You go from one group to another group, I think, is, like, their overall theme. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, with the the first season, each one of the episodes was pretty much self-contained, you know? Um, Yeah. They, They... other other than this happened after this, there wasn't any connection necessarily between them. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I did enjoy the I season. Still, yeah, I did like the ending, though. I did not like it. You didn't? I th- yeah, because, like, season one ended pretty, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? And season two ended, and I'm just like, I don't really care what happens now. <laughs> um, I mean, I, uh, I wish... Okay. It's a Walking Dead season finale. I knew that, you yeah. know, my heart was going to be broken and I was going to make decisions that, that I was going to regret. But I so wish that um, I'd been able to keep most of the group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it, I only so, wanted to keep like two of them, so. So thinking about the future now, um, I, I would totally play a third season if Telltale does it. But I don't think that that's very likely, and I don't think it would be very wise on their part to do a third season. Um, yeah. Like, I think they could do it, but they would not be able to do it with Clementine. Mm. I feel like her story's done. Hi. Unless they want to revisit it. I'm controlling like, AJ now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Stupid AJ. But, yeah, like, it's... Because Telltale, historically, most of, most of the games that they've done have been, you know, episodic um, based on some some big franchise that everybody knows. You know, they, they did a Back to the Future game. They did a Jurassic Park game. They did um, whatever. Uh, but they've never done, like, more than one game for each of those things. Um, and up until The Walking Dead Season 1, they... they never really hit it big. That was when they that was when they made something that everybody took note of and was like really culturally significant in the video game world. Um so like everybody knows about The Walking Dead season 1. Plus, I mean everybody knows about The Walking Dead period. Um but everybody knows about the Telltale game and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's, that that sounds like a great game even though, you know, even if they haven't played it." Um but The Walking Dead season 2 like hasn't been nearly as as big of a hit, right? Um, like just looking at my Steam friends list, the number of people who have played season two is less than half of the number who, of people who played season one. So just me and you? No, there's um, there's like four or five people who have played season two on my friends list, but there's okay. like there's like twelve or thirteen um who've played season one, and I'm I'm okay. not sure why exactly because. I haven't heard any of my, you know, friends who played season one say that was that was a dumb game. I don't want to play any more of that. You know, most people enjoyed season one a lot, and I'm not sure why they didn't play season two. Well, they might think that Telltale might suffer from Disney syndrome, which is only once in every 20 years do they get a good sequel. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, like, sequels are always hit and miss, though. Like they're never as good as the original, except right, for but originals are hit, hit or miss too. 
Yeah, but the prequels are, the original ones are, there's never been anything like it before, so it has a novelty about it, whereas the sequel is, like, on the coattails of the original, and then they try and, mm-hmm. like, make it better, which actually makes it worse. And nobody ever tries to make a sequel of something that was crappy, except for Sharknado 2. <laughs> and that was them doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. So Sharknado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm also thinking about like how it compares in my mind to um like The Wolf Among Us. And Yeah, I haven't played The Wolf Among Us, so I can't help or that's that's like the only other telltale game that I've really played. Um and I mean I think the the really weird thing I just keep coming back to this, you know, the 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 turnover rate of characters in season two. I think it was just too much. Yeah. Like, I feel it wasn't needless turnover, but mm-hmm. they definitely could have scaled it back a bit. And I haven't re- I haven't watched uh, the TV show or read the comics a whole lot, so I'm not sure exactly how quickly they go through characters in there. I know that lots of people die, yeah. um, but um, I, it didn't seem like they died that quickly. Yeah, well, in the TV show, even because uh, I watch it, eh, um, I watch it, and at least for maybe two episodes, no one dies. Like maybe if we're lucky, two in two episodes, mm-hmm. no one will die, and then in the next episode, maybe like ten people will die. <laughs> but there's always like it, they spread out who dies and when they die. Right, but when you're thinking about five episode seasons, you can't really take you know two episodes and have nobody die. Right. No, um, yeah, but you can have at least one episode. episode. Yeah. Like, one episode, no one dies, and, like, that would be pretty good, because then you're just like, oh, shoot, no one died in this episode. Who's going to die at the beginning <laughs> of next episode? <laughs> I also noticed um, a pattern between, you know, the, the ending of season one and the ending of season two, where those episodes were basically, like, just pure pushes to the finish, you know? They didn't really give you any time to just kind of stand there and look around, you know, and and take in the sights, uh, yeah. you know, talk to people. Um, there, you know, there was there was one scene in the end of season two where the characters got to sit around, you know, and talk for a while, and and um, that was really nice because that kind of re reattached me as a player to to some of those characters. Um, but like, you know, you didn't have an opportunity to just kind of go around and and just look at random objects in the world and find, you know, have Clementine say something snarky about them, uh, the way that you could in, in a lot of the episodes in season one especially. Yeah, I like how you're saying reattach, whereas I'm just like, after I talk to them for a little bit, I'm just like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Can I just shoot you, please? Uh, I, I liked most of the crew that we had towards the end. I feel, yeah. like, it, I feel like it worked pretty well, except for one person. And that was, mm. that was the, actually... The decision that they make you make at the end, I saw that coming because yeah, I saw were, that too. They were telegraphing that like the entire last two episodes, you know, because that's all that any of the characters talked about was. Yeah. I, we can't say it. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Doing The Walking Dead is so hard because you don't want to spoil anything. You don't want to say anything specific. That's why I don't review it, and if I do review it, I do spoil it. <laughs> Because I'm just like, if you're going to talk to me about The Walking Dead, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about your feelings about it, mm-hmm. because this is what happens. I Okay, so I drew the line at, I won't spoil things, you know, in The Walking Dead Season 2, but I'll, I'll totally spoil things in The Walking Dead Season 1. Because nobody's going to, you know, listen to my review of The Walking Dead Season 2 and get anything out of it unless they've played number one already anyway. 
you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to recommend anybody play season two without playing season one. So yeah, Duck Dying still the best thing that ever happened in season one. You're an awful person. I don't care. I didn't like Duck. He was speaking, annoying. Speaking of being an awful person, though, um. That's one of the things that I really love about The Walking Dead is getting to discuss decisions with other players after the fact. You know, like I've had heated arguments with both Ian Decker and Sam Roth on you know the decisions that that were made in in The Walking Dead season one specifically because that's the one that the the two of them have played. Um, okay. But you know, like like Sam uh and both Sam and Ian had you know. Got, you know, we're we're very very appalled at my decision to let Ben die. Oh, to let them. Okay, so in the like pharmacy the, where you could choose between Clara and Ben. No, 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 Ben, no, no. The, the the college student, the um. Oh. The bell tolls for thee. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I mean they they like they believe that uh you can't let anybody die consciously, you know, and and I was like, but he was a danger to the group, you know. I accidentally let him die because I was still trying to decide. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't make a decision in time. Let the timer run out? (laughs) I did, I did. Um, I was like, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, but like so so yeah, like that's that's one of the things that I love about the series is getting to argue with other players about what decisions I made and trying to defend, you know, mine and, and uh attack their decisions. Um and it was really funny today when we were talking about our decisions to each other and we made all of the exact same major decisions in this episode. Yeah. But I took the like EMT paramedic first responder approach, which was I am first. I don't care about anybody else. You are like a distant third to me, so I'm gonna <laughs> ensure my survival first, and then I'll try and go for you if I can. So if it endangered Clementine, I would not do it. Wait, did you, but didn't you say that you tried to uh, slam through the ice? I did. Yeah. That's I didn't know there was another. That's pretty endangering. <laughs> I liked Luke. If he had waited a few more years, Clementine would have gotten with him. <laughs> oh, man. So this has been our mostly spoiler-free review. <laughs> what? I'm just saying I like Luke. That's true. That's true. I did, too. He's a good apple. He's a good apple. I don't know. I was like, shoot. <laughs> Ruining everything. <laughs> hey, I kept it in the present tense, so... What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, grammar. Ah, oh, stupid grammar. <laughs> Ruins everything. So, man, it's so nice to be podcasting again. <laughs> it's one of those things that I just like doing, you know? Like, sophomore year, one of the reasons that I uh, got bad grades was because I was focusing more on getting news for the podcast over doing homework. It was bad. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you were just lazy sophomore year anyway, so... I was really lazy. Yeah, it's true. But, like, that was one of the things that I was lazy about was, hey, this new podcasting thing, I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, hopefully this year I I don't, you know, do that kind of thing. Um, I'm planning on focusing on, uh, for, number one, going on awesome trips. Yeah. Because I'm in Sweden and I have to go and, you know, see things. Number two, getting good grades. And then number three... You know, playing games and podcasting and having fun that way. 
Uh... And notice nowhere in there do I mention um, joining in the nightlife of <laughs> of uh, the university that I'm at because nightlife is not for me. Which is a little sad because it is fun. Eh. And and it's definitely something that's big in Sweden. I can tell you that. Yeah. Like honestly, if we were switched, if you were here and I was in Sweden, I'd go. I'd go to the nightclub like every night and just like be so hungover for the next orientation. You was a like, self-proclaimed <laughs> uh, hermit. I am a hermit. I just enjoy drinking and socially. Well, I do not. Yeah. So when you come back, I won't tell you when I'm with someone else's in someone else's house drinking. So. I mean, I don't. Because you don't like it. What? I don't care if you do. Yeah, I know, but you don't like it when people drink around you, so... I never said that. I'm just not going to go to an event where the sole purpose is let's all get drunk and do dirty dancing. Okay, I guess you're not going to go to Duluth with me and my sister, because that's That's what we want to do for a weekend. (laughs) We do. There's clubs in Duluth, so might as well go. Okay, I guess. You don't have to go. We'll see. Yeah. But I mean, jet lag. Also, the difference is uh, I know you. And I don't know many people here, and I'd rather not. And I'd rather not get to know them in that context. I'd rather get to know them on the awesome trips that we're all going to go on together. Yay! <laughs> right. Um. So I don't think that there are any big new releases for games this week. Um. Next week preview, uh, Ian Decker will most likely be reviewing Wolfenstein, the new order, order because uh, he bought that and played that, and I can play it because he has it on Steam, but I don't think I'll have time to do that. Um, so I'll be reviewing Duet, which is an Android game. Very, very fun. Wait, I shouldn't be reviewing it yet. Uh, <laughs> and I've also been trying out a few different uh, skins for Steam. So you'll get to do you mean like the Grace? What? What do you mean? Yeah, it's like 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 changing the the look and feel of the Steam client. Um, I like how it is. I like the default setting. Okay. Well, our, li- our listeners will get to find out my thoughts on that next week, and probably if they read my blog, they'll probably get to find out my thoughts before then, <laughs> because I duplicate a lot of information that way. Um, you do. So thanks for listening, everybody, to our our grand re-entrance to podcasting. Of 8-Bit Season 3. I'm Ian Buck. Season 3? Yeah, well, I mean, since we only really have been doing it during the uh, school years, it kind of makes sense to, you know, break it up into seasons, right? Okay. No? Okay. Um, So, yeah, I'm Ian Buck. I'm Sonya Richardson. And that other voice that you heard earlier was Ian Decker. Signing off. I am the prawn star, Ian Decker, yes. No, no. Look look what happened. Look, look what happened. <laughs> Ryan, why did Ryan, I bring, bring it up? It up? Uh, I mean, oh, oh. I can just Wait, hear everything twice now.
Sonia, you're gonna have to listen to the fringe. I don't really listen. I I hear you even less now. Yeah, exactly. Oh my so, gosh, you're I can hear you. What? What did you do? I'd say that that's a quality review if it went on for a little bit longer. That's than what usual. I would say, but there's this guy who keeps telling to tell me start shows. What is he there in the room with you? No, but I can hear his voice. <laughs> it's all he ever says to me now. Like, isn't it normally like if ever there's an option to like kill someone or not kill someone, you normally try to not kill them, and I try to kill them. Except for Ben, apparently. Well, that was a mistake. I was actually thinking about saving him, and then I ran out of time. That's what they all say. <laughs>